0: Welcome to the FDM Thrive podcast. We interview leaders in the functional health space who bring you the most up to date, cutting edge information for people who have tried it all for their health issues. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: I remember I was 14. I had this like instant pain, right? Bent over. Mom took, takes me to the ER thinking, and they're thinking it's an, a, a, my appendix ruptured, right? So they rushed me in to have surgery, and the, the ER doc later afterwards. Um, comes out, tells my parents, well, she had an ovarian cyst rupture and, um, and oh, lo and behold, he says to my parents, oh, and I took out her appendix, perfectly healthy appendix, just in case, so when it happens again, she'll know it's not her appendix.
0: Hey there, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the FDN Thrive Podcast. My name is Evan Transu, AKA Health Coach Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. Now, that's a heck of an excerpt to get started off with, right? Normally, I don't comment on those in the intros. I just let them you know, be teasers for what we're gonna talk about. But I mean, seriously, I have lost count of the amount of crazy things that I hear or have heard rather from doing these interviews for this podcast. Who are you to remove someone's organ without asking? Oh yeah, I was just hanging out in there anyway, saw the appendix. I was like, yeah, just grab that out. No problem. I mean, this is insanity. I actually hope sometimes that I am the insane one. And what I mean by that is this, To me, when I hear something like that and when I heard it in this story, it is so crazy that there is only two options. I must be beyond delusional and I'm the one who's wrong. Or it's actually that insane which is horrifying i I don't see any middle ground there or anything in between i see those two extremes and so hopefully for the sake of this world it is actually the option where i'm insane and i am a little crazy so who knows you know we have a little sprinkle of uh, that in there for sure but i'm gonna guess with this one i've done this long enough i've been in this space for many years at this point fraction of my life i don't think i'm wrong unfortunately and I do think that it really is just that insane. So I'll chill out here for a second and get to the bio so you can actually listen to this episode. But I'm sorry, that stuff just fires me up, man. I am tired of hearing things like that. So let's talk about Erica, though, but she's got a pretty impressive bio. She is a mom of three. She received her health and human performance degree from Iowa State University. She's an FDN practitioner, certified personal trainer and Pilates instructor, as well as a health and nutrition coach, core exercise and pre postnatal exercise specialist whose mission is to help women live a healthier life and heal their body through movement, wellness, intuition, and breath work. Woo. Erica's not messing around. Inspiring women to regain hope but also experience true, life-lasting results. That's what she hopes to do with her programs. Erica is the founder and creator of Core Athletica, the Core Rehab Program, Knocked Up Fitness, I thought that was pretty cute, (laughs) prenatal membership, instruction trainer courses, and a host of the Core Connections podcast. She believes that anything you want to improve about your health and life, you can. So we dove into many different things, not just her story with that appendix uh, removal, involuntary appendix removal right we talked about so many different things i don't want to spoil it but that is just one of many great parts of this podcast so without further ado let's get to the episode all right hey there erica thanks so much for being here with us today
1: Well, thank you, Evan, so much for inviting me on.
0: Absolutely. This is going to be fun because we have a fellow podcast host here. And so hopefully it just makes for a really natural and fun conversation. Of course, we'll shout that out towards the end. But let's get rolling. I mean, I want to start this off in the same way that we start off all of these podcasts. And that is just the simple question of when did your health journey and symptoms begin? Um, And, you know, yeah, what age was that? What did they look like? Tell us about the health journey.
1: Oh, my gosh. So I actually have to go all the way back to as a child, I actually and I I didn't realize it until honestly, three years ago, the magnitude of everything I went through as a child, which, you know, back then kind of was just like the run of the mill, like, oh, and, you know, sinus infections, ear infections, um, I think I was like, by the time I was 10, I had had five sets of ear tubes and, you know, it, because I had so many ear infections and just, I think I had like every year I had a, at least three antibiotics I was on from the time I was like born until I had my tonsils out at 21 and which we had to push for, by the way, because I was at that at that age, right? They were like, finally had like stopped taking out people's tonsils and, Unless you had strep throat, specifically strep throat, like three times a year, they wouldn't take your tonsils out. Well, I would have like strep throat once or twice. I'd have a mono-like virus. I'd have this. I'd have that. Like all these things. And so I can tell you from the time I was born to the time I was 21, I had way too many antibiotics. Um, (laughs) so that was like a whole piece of that. So many things in the head and the throat that were infected all the time. Um, and then at the age of five, it started chronic knee pain. Um, and the doctors just kept saying, Oh, it's, it's growing pain. She'll outgrow it. Well, 13, 14, still having this. I was done growing, right? And so by the time I was 17, um, went up to the Mayo Clinic up in Rochester and met with a physical therapist. And note, we had been met met with many other people prior to that. And uh, they were like, oh, well, you need to strengthen your your legs. And I was like, this was like, light bulb moment of like, seriously? I've had this pain for the last 12 years of my life, took way too much Motrin and spent too many nights up in bed, like curled up in a ball, you know, and was injured midway through every athletic season. And I wanted to be, you know, I had the potential to be a really good athlete and it was like this light bulb moment, um, for me. And so then I started strength training and that's actually what sent me off to study exercise science at college. So that's my initial background, and then obviously later on added on my FDN. Um, And so the journey kind of continued, like me rehabilitating myself, really realized like the power movement has to heal our body. Um, And it's not just strengthening the body, but it's the balance of the body. It's the posture. It's creating space through our body so that we don't have compression on our joints and all of this stuff. And ever since then. Um, and three babies later, I've been knee pain free and it's really amazing. And so like, that was my first real taste at like, wow, like holistically, like we can heal the body. And I just geeked out about it. I loved it. And so that's what I've really been doing a lot for the last, um, 20 years is a lot of movement practice, studying fascia, um, deep core, pelvic floor, all of that. Um, and, as a little leather side diversion, like when I was 14, had my first um, ovarian cyst rupture. This is a fun story. What I don't get to talk about much, um, because I talk a lot about like women's health pelvic floor. So it's fun kind of talking about this stuff. And um, I remember I was 14, I had this like instant pain, right, bent over. Mom took, takes me to the ER thinking, and they're thinking it's an a, a, my appendix ruptured, right? So they rush me in to have surgery, and the, the ER doc later afterwards um, comes out, tells my parents, well, she had an ovarian cyst rupture, and it was like a good amount of blood, not to be too TMI, but I feel like we can do that here, right? We can talk about all the, all the health stuff that nobody talks about, right? And, um, and oh, lo and behold, he says to my parents, oh, and I took out her appendix, perfectly healthy appendix, just in case. So when it happens again, she'll know it's not her appendix. You guys, this is where like my, like, we talk about traumas. I'm like, this is my doctor trauma. <laughs> We're like, this is, I believe that that's a big part of what also led me down the holistic health route all these years ever since, because I was always like, you know, that, that, yeah, kind of childhood ego, that subconscious of like, ooh, that doctor just violated my body and took out a perfectly healthy organ without even asking my parents' permission. And it was, anyway, still blows my mind to this day that that actually happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, at some uh, point, you know, you gotta be, there's a lot of stuff that I hear said to people that, you know, we think it's common sense, but I could see it the other way and be like, all right, I, I understand how they got bought into that. How, like, <laughs> that's the type of stuff where you're just like, how can the average person not think that doesn't sound ridiculous? It's an organ, you know, Oh, we'll just take it out as a precautionary. I, I was in there anyway. Like yeah. what? Um, and yeah, where do the rights come in? You know, where do the rights yeah. come in of, um, actually I didn't want that done. Thanks though. You know I mean? Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's no. just, I mean, that is the stuff that I hear interviewing people about this is insane. Sometimes what's going on.
1: It is crazy. And, um, and so, okay, so I had my appendix out at 14. I had my tonsils out at 21, which I will admit changed my life. But knowing what I know now, am I, if I could have coached my younger self, I would have, I'm sure we could have possibly prevented um, having those needed to take out too. Um, also had my adenoids out at some point when I was. Before I was 10, because it was with one of my ear tube surgeries um, that the doctors recommended, right? Um, breathing stuff, whatever. Evan, I have a narrow nasal passage, whatever. <laughs> and um, so one thing just to let everybody know: so your appendix, your tonsils, and your adenoids, guess what those organs do in your body? They help you detoxify. So let's fast forward to 2018. I was, it was three years ago, so it's like 34. Um, I had the biggest health crisis of my entire life, um, to the point where I could barely function, barely get out of bed. Um, I knew, and prior to that, like I had this sense of like, I knew something was off and I was like, I knew it. And this is where I always teach everyone, like, please, please, please trust your intuition. If you like, I mean, there's a fine line, right? Of like going overboard, but like I knew deep inside, I was like, there's something off, but I was eating the healthiest I ever had. I was doing everything right Except we were missing that I had been exposed and in my house had toxic molds. And what I know now, not that was like the icing on the cake. That wasn't the root cause of what caused me to crash and burn. I look back at all those. That's why I was like leading up with like all the you know the ear infections, the sinus infections, the 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 throat infections, the pain as a child, like that all can kind of circle back to the fact that my body did not detoxify well on its own. And that can be a genetic thing. Who really cares what it is, right? (laughs) But understanding, and then they took out three organs, that would have actually helped my body detoxify. So I had like a couple strikes against me. Um, Because, uh, so anyway, so having had that toxic mold exposure in 2018, um, I mean, it was, One of the worst times in my entire life. Um, It was horrible. It was a strain on obviously my own health, but my family's and my relationship. Um, It wasn't fun. Like we had to move out of the house. We had to remediate. We had to throw away like 80% of our stuff. And, you know, if I were to do it today, we'd do it a little different. But at the time when like I was out of the picture because I was like I couldn't even get out of bed. I lived on a bio mat for most of two months where I laid there. And actually, that was when I um when I started studying FDN because I was uh, I was like okay I know a lot about the body like I understand hormones cortisol like all of this stuff because I had you know learned it having had an ovarian cyst rupture it. 14 and having been told like, Oh, when the day comes that you want to have a baby, it's going to be really hard for you. Um, which it wasn't by the way. So don't always trust everything that (laughs) people tell you. (laughs) And, um, I was like, you know what? Like I really went outside the box when it was like time to really heal my body from mold because I'm not going to rely on a doctor because guess what happened when I went to my physician's office, who I respect highly, um, and she's really great, she works with me on things. But I go in, I think I my husband had to even drive me. I couldn't even drive myself. Right? It's like that's how like unfunctional I was. And they take all these blood work, and everything comes back a okay, except for my iron and ferritin levels, which were rock bottom, and. My like common sense brain and everything I know about the body and biology and how it all works, I go, so they wanted to put me on like a high dose iron. And I was like, that's not why I feel this way. You guys like, yeah, my iron might be low at this moment in time, but it's not my iron to why like, I can't look at a computer screen. I can't walk into a Target store because it smells are so bad. I can't drive a car. Like I could barely, like I couldn't even work out. Like that's my profession. And I couldn't do any of that. And I just was like, I walked out of there and I was like, I'm not doing this. Like I am gonna like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help figure this out myself. Uh, My mom has a background in microbiology. So she was really helpful in like the house side of testing and, and all that. And really reaching to kind of outside the box people. And then I started um, studying FDN because I was like, okay, I know I know a lot, but there's always more to learn. And I was like, I'm going to help fix myself basically was my, my attitude. And the more I started like going down and understanding um, detoxification to just a whole deeper level. Like I had all these light bulb moments as I was like, oh my gosh, like this (laughs) in some aspects, kind of the best thing that ever happened to me, the mold, because it's what really propelled me to really detoxify my body to a whole new level. It literally made me come to a screeching halt in my entire life, like everything <laughs> to a screeching halt to where I would lay on my bio mat and I was learning FDN. And I was also doing another, um, coaching coaching um, program, which was amazing as well to help with like more of the mindset and all of that aspect. And um, so I really started to do just a deeper dive at understanding how detoxification really works because that was an area that I I never felt like I knew enough about because people would talk about like juice cleanses and cleansing the liver. And it just never intuitively seemed right to me that we could just like do these juice cleanses, which typically are full of a lot of sugar. I'm all for doing some good, healthy juices. I think that they can be great done in the right way. I do have a juicer and I do juice, um, and you know, doing liver cleanses, but I was like, but you're pushing stuff out of the liver. How do we know it's actually leaving our bodies? It was like all these questions I had and I started really, um, really understanding detoxification to a whole new level and understanding like, Oh, my body needs some detoxification help. And, um, so that's really was like a turning point literally three years ago <laughs> for, um, for my life. And it's been quite a journey. Um, and there's still, you know, the lingering piece of the gut health, but I feel like yep. I'm, I, but I feel like, you know, honestly, um, I would say I'm healthier now than I've ever been since the day I was born. And I just like my big message I'm always trying to tell women and men, but I just tend to work with a lot of women is like, you can really change anything about your health. And I'm like walking proof of it where I had so many strikes against me my entire life. And I even had severe allergies before the mold. And afterwards I have no allergies I have all this stuff that's gone away because I actually got my body systems, um, and specifically like detoxification pathways working the way that they're supposed to work, you know? Right. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Oh, I love talking. We've had a few people on that have their own podcast, and you guys are just great because I can ask like a few questions the whole thing, and you just give these awesome answers and I'm just getting to listen and I love doing this so I can um, talk
1: all day so you have to tell me if you need to be like okay that's enough now
0: <laughs> no 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 absolutely not there's so much to unpack I mean I always got to mention good points and it, one was actually only a couple minutes in and it was this idea of like you're going to outgrow it like oh my goodness I was told that too it's like oh yeah the skin issues no problem you outgrow it the mental health oh it's just you know growing up whatever like all these different things and I'm like well what happens or what is happening now that I'm 20, 21. And I still feel like crap. You know, it's actually yeah. worse than ever before. I'm not outgrowing it. Um, so what's happening there, you know, and I love that you actually brought up the idea of the tonsils and appendix being, um, organs of the de- or things of detoxification. I actually only admittedly recently learned that with the tonsils, because uh, they were swelling up from a wisdom tooth that was impacted. Mm-hmm. I never got it removed. Didn't hurt. So I'll push it until I need it. And that's what, it, yeah. that's what occurred. Um, but my tonsils were swelling up. And the woman actually explained to me, she's like, oh, that's a good immune response. That means that you are fighting the infection actually well. So that's when I learned that that even did that. I had no idea that the appendix, I'm I'm still in that primitive science where they say it's completely useless, which I'm guessing is probably outdated by now.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what they used to say, you know, but we, I mean, I've since learned that the appendix is a, and it's a small organ, of course, it's not like the liver, right? Um, Or our kidneys and stuff like that, but it plays a role. And to me, I look at it as everything in the body is so interconnected. And so we cannot compartmentalize and like, even going back to my knee pain, like, yes, yeah, some of it was because I needed to build strength and that, that was great, but there was a deeper underlying. And I look back and I was like, there was inflammation. Um, I was eating gluten way back when, and we didn't know it was something that affected me. And I've been gluten free, I think over a decade now. And wow. it, it changed my life and my whole family is, and it changed my son's life. Like we took him off and actually kicked myself that I didn't take him off sooner. Um, Mm -hmm. he was five when I, when they were eating healthy, they would have been eating like organic, like the healthier version of like wheat, wheat products as when they were younger. But, um, yeah, when he was like four and a half, five, I took him off because we were having sinus stuff. Right. And so, I was just like, the, we tried the dairy thing. I noticed no difference at all. And then I took him off gluten. And um, my husband was totally on board, just like, okay, let's try it. And lo and behold, two weeks later, guess what we noticed was a huge improvement in behavior. <laughs> behavior. That wasn't yeah. what we were doing it for. Um, and he wasn't a like a misbehaved child. But it was just like your run-of-the-mill boy tantrums that everyone's like, oh, that's normal. And then guess what? You take. Right. Kid off of gluten and it doesn't happen anymore. And oh guess what? He hasn't been on an antibiotic since. <laughs> so he That's was awesome. clearly having a reaction to it. And he was in a stent of this round and round of antibiotics too. And my mom brain was like, okay, like you get to these points sometimes, and this is something too for everyone listening, and especially with kids, right? Like so we can always look back and be like, we wish we would have done X, Y, and Z, right? I've been there, done that. But I also recognize like at that time, I was doing everything. I was—it wasn't just like sitting there twiddling my thumbs, right? I was trying to figure out, okay, why was this kid still having these signs? What were we? What was going on, right? And um, and basically, I figured out he was having an allergic reaction to gluten, and it was yeah. causing his. And people don't get that. And I, I, I have so many kids I see, and I'm just like, I, I just want to help them so badly. And I'm like, just try it. Try it for a couple weeks, and we yep. know it can take three –
0: like, yeah. geez, Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's, it's not that long,
1: and it can take a while to get gluten fully out of your system. But if you get the like, if you just stop eating it, typically, yes, in like two, three, four weeks, you can notice a huge difference. And especially with kids, like behavior, sinus stuff, throat stuff, like asthma, all this stuff. Like, it's just, I mean, I've learned so, I've learned so much, um, just from my kids as well, that I'm learning through all of this. Okay. I want to share something really exciting sure. about that, that I discovered through the mold stuff. And, um, so, uh, let's let me talk about asthma for a second. So I, I mean, I'm not an asthma expert, but what I do know and what I did discover and learned a lot is that a lot of kids that have asthma also have mold toxicity or have fungus living in their lungs. Like I remember... Um, we, when we were having mold and my son was also having symptoms and we took him to a specialist and they wanted to x-ray his lungs. And I was like, why are you x-raying his lungs? I want you to listen to his lungs. And she was like, believe it or not, Erica, she's like, we see a lot of kids in here. They have so much fungus growing on their lungs. We can see it in an x-ray. I was blown away. I was like, what? So anyway, so we, you know, we go through everything that looked fine. We could see he had some constriction because he was wheezing. Right. And so she puts him on albuterol, which wasn't the first time we've had it before with him. And, um, I had, I taken him home, whatever we'd done, probably a couple of treatments periodically. And then one day I saw my like red light near infrared red light box, which I love. I think it's like a really handy health thing. Like my family loves it. It's like the best 300 bucks you can spend. It's amazing. And I was like, huh, I'm going to try something. So I, when he would start wheezing, I would have him do 10 minutes of red light on his back, 10 minutes of red light on his chest. And guess what? It had the same effect as albuterol. And I didn't have to give him a steroid. And I try to tell people this. And I think people think I'm like, crazy. But I'm like, no, it works. So from that moment that I started the red light, he's never had to have a drug in his life. And after detoxing him uh, from the mold and myself, like he's had nothing, no, no albuterol, no Zyrtec, no anything, just like a healthy kid. And so like, again, kind of back to that statement of like anything is possible for your health, no matter what, so-and-so has told you like, oh, your kid has asthma, they're going to have it for the rest of their life. I don't believe that because I changed that in my kid's life. And I know now if anything ever comes up, it's a red light to me that like, literally, like we do some red light therapy and we need to detoxify him, right? So we start to understand our own bodies where everyone's bodies are so different, right? Like, the stuff that I do with myself may work really well for somebody else. And we may need to also do things a little bit different for somebody else because your thing may not be detoxification. Although, Evan, I'm sure you'll agree with me <laughs> that in today's world, detoxification is a really, really, really big important thing for everyone in their health. And I can tell you, the more FDN and or the more I do of my FDN practice and the more labs I'm running, I'm always like, okay. I have yet to have a client that I will not detoxify. Like just, they just, their liver is jammed up, (laughs) they're constipated or like some, you know, there's just these signs that I'm like, yeah, we got to do, you know, rebalance your gut and we got to work on your hormones, but we also got to detoxify because we can't ultimately have good balanced hormones if we're all jammed up in our detox pathways. Like it's so all interconnected and, um, yeah.
0: How did you... Discover, like, well, I guess I should word it this way. When you're going through FDN, you know, we, for those that don't know, uh, we require anyone that goes through the coaching certification to run labs on themselves um, because you have to walk the walk, right? And let's be honest, I think every single practitioner ever wants to do that anyway. So it's not really a hard sell, right? Um, (laughs) But with you, like, what were you finding specifically on the FDN labs that may have indicated to you, wow, detoxification is an issue here? Because you were kind of getting to something earlier that, there is this mainstream push of cleanses and detoxes or whatever. But yeah, I mean, what you said is so true. I'm under the belief that we do have a general detox issue. And a lot of that is coming from there's just too much to detox. And there's also certain principles such as I mean, in my opinion, like one of the big things is I think we eat way too often. I've found huge benefit from fasting. And since the body never gets a break, it has more load than ever before. It gets less of a break than ever before. Well, how is it supposed to detoxify? Right. Um, So kind of a side point. But my main thing is I'd love to know like what indicated to you or yeah, what indicated to you that there were some detoxification issues maybe from the FDN lab results.
1: Yeah. So first off, I will second the fasting and I will just encourage anyone don't feel like it's all or none with fasting. I've talked about fasting on my podcast because it can be kind of a like, Oh my gosh, I can't go 16 hours without eating. And it's like, honestly, just doing what you can do is a step in the right direction. And in time, like I can, and I'll go through phases, and especially with women who are still cycling, I feel like we have to really listen to our cycles and not necessarily fast a couple of days before your period starts and the first couple. Like you need to eat, but then the other days where you're feeling better and you actually can feel more energetic when you do fast, even just pushing your breakfast a couple of hours. Like so. Anyway, anyone who's listening that's like interested in fasting but maybe scared by it, I highly, highly, highly encourage it. But it's not an all or none. It's like make it work for you, and in time you can improve it. So. Okay. So labs. So, okay. I wish I had, had done like, um, the gut one when I was in the thick of my mold. Um, it would have been very interesting to see. I don't have a, I don't have a stool gut test from the thick of the mold. I have more of like the Cyrex tests and things like that. So what, I mean, what I was initially seeing was I was, my body was acting celiac, which we had maybe suspected before. Um, and again, for me, it was just a matter of like, okay, well, you know, I was down to eating, I don't know, what did I figure out? Like 15 foods I could eat, which kind of sounds like a lot, but it's really not when you really pick down like what you could, I was, I had histamines through the roof, like, and prior to that, I was like doing all this like kombucha and fermented stuff, which is healthy for a lot of people, but it was actually not... This is where they talk about like health foods can be really healthy for one person and detrimental to someone else. And there was a lot of healthy things I was doing that was really detrimental because my body was not working correctly. Um, So I was down to eating like the same things every single day, because that's all I could eat that I didn't just break out and like react to. Um, but I was like, it's a period of time. It'll be okay. Um, we did, I did a Dutch test eventually, which, um, which is very interesting. I haven't thought about this in a while, but if I were to show you Evan, my Dutch test, you'd be like, are you like 60 years old? (laughs) No, my hormones, you guys mold. Um, just, and this is one of those things where if you don't catch this stuff soon enough, like I would have just gone into menopause like that at 34, like overnight, I was in menopause, basically. Um, I had menopausal level of all my hormones, my cortisol was just shot. Um, I wasn't I mean, that's part of why I couldn't get a bed, I just didn't even have enough cortisol. Um, and it was just, I was rock bottom, you talk about rock bottom, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was doing wrong things, I was doing healthy things. But I had this huge toxin load from the mold. That was the icing on the cake that just made that bucket Full and overflow, um, and so. I mean that was the big one. The Dutch was one of the first tests I did, um actually prior to getting my certification. But I think I had started FDN and then I've done a couple more and the cool thing was was in a 6 month I think it was about a 6 month period of doing that first Dutch to the second Dutch and you could see stuff coming back to life and it was like it's really cool to see and it's about time for me to do another one to really see like um the evolution of like look it really is possible to turn get those hormones to go again, get that cortisol coming up again like to really change it um and proof of it. I have the labs to prove it. I do wish I had a GI map from way back then. I don't. Um, I did when did I do my last one? Again, I'm ready to like retest things again. Um, but I think it was about six months ago, maybe a little, a little longer than that. And um there were like my CGA was still low, which is like the immune Function in your gut and so I, I could only imagine it was probably like a zero when I was at the thick of the mole. it's still way low. I'm hoping it'll be up now. I'm sure it will be um, when I test again. Um, trying to remember I mean I have some it wasn't as bad as I thought it could be. I think because I'd done so much work, but I still it, I, my stuff is still showing that I still have work to do on my liver like my cortisol, my cortisol. My cholesterol is still low. I've always had low cholesterol, which of course the doctor is like, "This is amazing. Your total cholesterol is 145," not understanding that you should have at least 160 for brain optimal brain function. So I'm always like, "Okay, like still have some more work to do on my liver even though I've been working on detoxing for 3 years." So I'm like getting ready to get to that deeper level. Like my iron and ferritin came back that it's low again and I'm like ah, what? So sometimes there's these little mystery things that, um, that I'm like, okay, like I've done a lot of work and now I'm just down to that like fine tuning uh, of things. And, you know, I've done the, you know, the bacterial, um, antibacterial eradication protocols and stuff to really get rid of the bad stuff, build up the good gut and just really keep working to heal the gut, which it takes time. And I think that's, that's one of the hardest things I see with my clients and students is we can tend to get really impatient with ourselves and the healing. And honestly, some of the best advice is look at how far you've come. Look at where you were and focus on the positives. So like I could be here and be like, "Oh my gosh, my cholesterol is still isn't where I want it to be. Why is my ferritin and iron so low?" right? You know, but it's like, "Okay, well, those to me I just look at as like, oh, it's a piece of information that I just, okay, maybe there's another test that I need to do that's not our main run of the mill test to see what's what else my liver might need or what else might be going on, which is going to take me from feeling really freaking good today to feeling even more amazing, you know, once we figure it out. So um, it's just amazing. Uh, I don't know, the body's ability to heal. And the labs are awesome because it gives you concrete direction to go versus feeling like, I'm just guessing all the time thinking that this is the right thing for me to do. And that just can drive you crazy. Like I had a, I had a conversation with a a gal that's in one of my group coaching programs and you know, she's like that, all all these questions about food. And I'm like, let's just do a food sensitivity test and then you'll have your answers like where, what you should be eating right now. Right. Again, remember it's here and right now and we keep working to healing the gut and then you can slowly work to add foods back in. And so you know, so many times we have so many questions and we actually have amazing labs that can give us um, more concrete answers. And sometimes it just takes our body a little bit longer than the ideal 90 day protocol. Right. And so that's something that I've learned too, right. Is it can just take us longer and I'm someone who's more sensitive to things. So I just know that I can't do a full, um, antibacterial like protocol, like that we might recommend that I have to it's, I have to do less every day and make it longer because mm-hmm. I just can't tolerate all those herbs, right? Like that high dose. And so that's just when people start to understand like, oh, everyone's bodies are different and we can tailor everything to each individual person. And
0: yeah. Yeah. Well said. I'm in the exact same boat where I had those same issues of, it's mainly a few ingredients that are just found in so much like garlic, for example, Allison, <laughs> you know, that, Yeah. It, I get terrible dizziness. That I mean, it's debilitating. You know, it feels like you're going to throw Aww. up, and it happens after just a few days of a pretty moderate dose. Um, so, well, I think it's interesting because I still love this stuff. At the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, and you know, but yeah, everyone reacts differently. And the 90 day protocol that you know FDN kind of has is the standard, and certainly FDN Thrive. Um, we're always about giving those reasonable expectations. You know, and this is a, a starting platform for some it will really be the beginning of all they need they continue those habits after the 90 days they feel great um you know already probably at that point but they might be completely better after another period of time yeah. but that's why it's always cool because we have the core labs with fdn right and then we have access to like another 60 or 70 because yeah. that covers the 5 to you know 25% that might need a little more so i always think that's cool um yeah. one thing i wanted to go back to because i, I forgot last time and You don't listen to the podcast, which is why it's, it's even cooler to me because I keep beating this point home and any listener that's, or a regular listener would understand this. You said at one point, like you just trusted your gut, you know, that this is what you need to do. Erica, I cannot tell you how many people, when I'm talking about how did you get into this stuff and fight the mainstream paradigm, it's hard. It is really hard to go away from the norm in anything in life, let alone something like this. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people say, I just knew I had a feeling it didn't make sense. How do you give people the courage or what advice would you give people to give them the courage to follow that gut feeling? Because I feel so many of us have it, but something about this group, they have the courage to actually follow it. So like you even said yourself, you don't want to take that too far. Where's the fine line? Like, when do I trust my gut versus when am I just being crazy and I need to actually listen to my doctors completely?
1: Right. Um, you know, so this is something I work with my clients and students on is to become more intuitive with ourselves because we get so in the conscious brain, our thoughts, we get really thought heavy. So one of the first things to really do is to recognize like, are we stuck in our head? Are we with the monkey mind chatter going all the time? Right? Like, so that's one piece of this working to be more intuitive with our body. So just recognizing, and also I always like to mention like taking the judgment away from everything because everything that we're working, everything that we're learning, right? Is like, and, and Everyone's in a different place in their life, right? So, never be hard on yourself or beat yourself up or judge yourself because whatever it is, right? Just recognize, like, oh, I'm having whatever these thoughts are that, you know, I feel like I want to go more the holistic route, but I've got this little, like, this noisy brain that's like, but no, you read all this stuff, right? So, you should go do this. So, it's recognizing that, like, oh, am I really stuck in my head and I need to just, like, kind of quiet that um, and then really, like, just kind of even just like, that's why I love breath work. Breath work is so powerful because it brings us from our mind down into our body. And I get a lot of people who are like, I can't breathe past my chest. That's okay. We all have to start with where we are today. So I love just like throughout your day or when you're having those moments of trying to figure out, is it my brain or my, my logical brain or is it my intuition? It is like, number one, just like take a deep breath and connect a little bit more with your body or like breathe out any tension, any stress, And then really just bringing more awareness because I always talk about intuition as like coming from the body. It's really quiet. It's really subtle, but it's like there all the time where our logical brain is like loud and obnoxious and, you know, so which we can train that. And I, uh, that's a big part of actually what I was learning during the mold. And I swear it was a huge, also big layer in healing as well. I believe there's that piece. We've got to do the brain training. And with mold specifically, anyone who's dealing with mold, you have to do the brain training or you may never get 100% or 110%. Just FYI, you have to retrain because your limbic system gets all wonky. Um, we can talk about that in a minute. But um, so intuition is something that I just, I feel, and everyone can feel it a little different. Maybe it's more of like the gut literally in your stomach is where you feel it. Maybe you feel it more in your heart or up higher in your chest, but it's so subtle and so quiet. That's how I like to explain intuition. Um, and so like for me prior to that, I've always been a very intuitive person. I know that like I'm the person with movement. I can see someone you know, standing in their posture, walking on a like zoom video. And I'm like, okay, you have this, this and this going on. And they're like, how do you know that? And I just have this like sense of knowing, right? Like, it's just, I, I finally recognize and I'm owning it more of like, I just know sometimes what's going on with people's bodies. I'm very grateful that I have, you know, have that, that gift. Um, but it, it just takes practice because we all have it. Um, and so like for me, prior to basically hitting rock bottom, um, in 2018 with the mold, um, and again, it wasn't like I was doing bad things. It was just like the universe was trying to get my attention. And prior to that, I don't know it was like a year or two, I just knew something was off. Like I knew I didn't have the energy that I should have at 33, 34, stuff like that. And so it was just kind of always there. And then when that happened, luckily it didn't take me long to like kind of have that wake-up call of like, it's mold. Like I knew it was mold. And here's how I knew it was mold. I'm like, I have listened to a lot of like Dave Asprey bulletproof stuff and I've heard his whole story. And it's so funny because I never like really listened. It was just something I kind of heard. And this is always the power and why I love to bring things up to people because you know, it, even if you just hear it somewhere, it might be something that one day like clicks for you. And I had gone to California for like five days. so I'd gotten out of my house. I was feeling a little better, but still like not amazing. I came back to my house and within 12 hours of being on my house, like, in my house, I couldn't get off the couch. And I told my husband, I was like, we have mold in this house. And he looks at me like, you're a crazy lady. And how do you know we have mold in the house? And anyway, so that was kind of this whole thing of like, if you feel something like that, if you've maybe heard something, I feel like, I feel like those that listen to podcasts like this, like you're, you're learning for yourself, but you're learning for others. You're just kind of soaking up all this information that there may be something you hear and maybe it's the mold. Like that's something where I'm like, I didn't go through this for nothing. Hopefully I can help other people (laughs) discover that maybe they have mold toxicity. It's kind of a scary thing, but it doesn't have to be, um, with the right information. And so, yeah, I don't know if that's like the best, like, It's just different for everybody. But that was kind of has been my experience. And then, yeah, we have to calm our crazy, loud monkey mind chatter that we all, you know, we just all are just inundated with so much information. Like, and when I say that, like, social media, the loudness, and just kind of quieting a little bit more.
0: Yeah. um, I love what you brought up about intuition and stuff is for the longest time, you said you've always considered yourself an intuitive person. I would have been the exact opposite where I was like pure logic, great at math, terrible at so many other things involving that type of stuff. And I've had an experience that I I found talking to people is not unique. And that is that the healthier I got, um, it seems and appears as if my intuition either got stronger or my awareness of it became clearer. Um, Yes, absolutely. um, I would agree. Yeah, I would say it's probably a little bit of both. And it's a fascinating thing to experience. And, you know, you start trusting it and you're like, wow, that was right. And you're like, oh, wow, that was right. And it just happens over and over. You're like, "Okay, this is pretty cool, you know. Um, So for the sake of time, I want to move into your business and what you offer people. Now, um, just to start off the bat, who is your ideal client that you even work with? Because, you know, we have such a variety of practitioners that come on. I always want to make sure that the right individuals are going to the right uh, coaches.
1: Yeah, so I've actually been in, like I said, the movement space for like twenty years, um, working with you know a variety of clients, but mostly women, a lot moms, but not exclusively. And so I really help women to heal their body through movement, through intuition, (laughs) breath work and wellness. So I have online programs. Um, My big one is called core rehab, where I help women um, through movement through breath work through the mindset piece. And then I add in the wellness stuff, um, as we can talking about hormones and detoxification and all of that fun stuff because it's all connected. Um, So that really Came out of a necessity to help women um, after having babies, whether it's been six weeks, six months, thirty years. <laughs> so it's uh, so that's a lot of what I do. I also have a prenatal program um, where I teach women. It's it, there's movement in there, fitness, but there's also deep core training. There's the wellness aspect helping women prepare for birth, um, and ultimately, postpartum recovery, because I've been there having three babies myself. And, um, you know, postpartum is not easy. And so we have so much control over our bodies, that um, there is a lot that we do have control over. So when things don't go as planned, (laughs) um, it's pretty amazing what we're capable of. Um, And so and then I also do one on one, and I'm experimenting with some small groups as well. So you know, I, I always feel like okay. the big things that I work with clients on is a lot of digestive issues. Um, it all comes back to gut detoxifying and then hormones are always something that come up, right? But in order to help to rebalance our hormones, um, we have to look at our gut and we have to look at our body's ability to detox. So it's that whole combination.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So then just to clarify actually before my next question, because you said you also do one-on-one. So when you're referring to these programs, are these like kind of do it yourself at home, like a course, like what does that look like?
1: Yeah. So those, the two I first talked about, my core rehab, and then my other one, it's just a pre-needle. Um, those are do it on your own at home. The programs are pre laid out for you. I do show up for coaching calls. I love that part. So I get to actually meet, meet my students and answer questions and help them with little tips and things, whatever um, they need to help guide. Guide them along their journey um, as well. So, yeah, it's just that way I can help more women.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's only well, one and, of me. So, <laughs> correct. And this is the way to do it. And I always, I mean, you know, I'm not, I, I do a lot of different things in this space. I'm not necessarily yeah. a big time coach or whatever, but that's, I encourage every practitioner to do that. You, you got to have something that can get out to the public in a, in a mass way, because that's the only way we're going to spread this. The one-on-one work is incredible. Um, it's admirable, but there's only so many people thinking like this and yes, I- I'm tired of hearing people, uh, seeing people suffer, you know, it might take them a while to commit to a, a decent sized coaching package or whatever. And even if they do, we can only work with so many people. Like you said, there's only yeah. one of you, you know? Um, so that's cool. So with all that clarified then and kind of prefaced, I'd love to hear like one really cool testimonial that you've had with one of your clients because one thing I always stress is that it's cool to hear it from people like us. I mean, clearly you have an extensive amount of knowledge with this. The passion's obviously there, but can this be replicated for people who are an accountant or you know they're a lawyer? They have a separate job not related to this and the answer is absolutely yes. So I'd love to hear like a cool client testimonial.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I have so many, um, but I'll talk more about like, the coaching, health, the health coaching aspect of it, because I do also a lot of the mindset stuff to help uh, women get a handle on their stress. Because at the root of a lot of the health dysfunction is stress, and helping women reframe, um, reframe their whole thought process throughout their day, and then also doing the functional labs on top of it is like the best of all worlds. It's really amazing. Um, so you know, I have um, I have one client actually right now. I'm working with uh, working with her to help her to be able to get pregnant. She's had a couple miscarriages. And, um, prior to that, we've been working on more the, the mindset coaching and brain training and stuff like that. And it's literally like, tr- like transformed her daily life to where she's recognized like, Oh, I want to start and do my own business. And that wasn't why she had initially hired me. I actually had that with another client too, which is really cool. These women are really like in like, taking hold of like their power and what is possible for them because they learn how to manage their, their life and their stress and recognize like, Oh, I can do these things that I long to do and have children, maybe even another child, right. And have a healthy relationship and, and do the things in life that she loves, um, and do it in a way that is just really empowering for her. And it's really cool out of it. Um, I always see, um, see relationships, uh, because I typically work with women. And so, you know, the husband's usually supportive of them doing the health coaching. And sometimes they get in on it more than they initially realize. And so many of them are just like, wow, that was the best investment um, that you could have ever made, because they see the husband or the spouse, she sees a shift in the client that I'm working with. um, And pretty dramatically, like, I always feel like, three months, and you start to see like a 180 transformation. And then another three months from that, it's like, it's like just it it blows me away. It really, really does. Um, And again, like I said, it's like so working the foundation of doing a lot of brain training. And then we add the health and the functional labs on it. And like, it's like, such an amazing package that you can do. And it's, it's an investment, but it is, it is one of the best things that anybody could do for themselves to transform their life. Like, really, it's, it's amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, and of course, it's going to be investment, you know, especially if you're investing so much time of your life to do it. Like if it's, you know, mm. three months or six months or whatever, th- that's really the only way to approach this. If you're hundred percent serious about it, I have found, um, we've been messing this stuff up unintentionally probably because I mean, you said it so perfectly, you are doing healthy things. Why am I still sick? I mean, it's a mm-hmm. shame, you know, you end up doing yeah. more than the average American and you still feel worse. Um, it, it's one of those things where, you got Yeah. You got to be all in. This is the rest of your life. You realize I've been messing up for decades. (laughs) Probably. That's usually what people come to us having messed up for. And I'm never going back. This has got to be a shift. The body can heal, but it's got to be a permanent change. Um, And of course we can ease up the strictness a little bit eventually once we heal up, but no, you can't go back to where you were before that clearly wasn't working, you know? And I love that client testimonial for a few reasons, because you talked about the relationship aspect and also we can call it, passion because there's the job aspect, career aspect too. I I know I'm biased towards talking about health and making this a center point in one, one's life. I just don't know how deep my bias goes because I do see stuff like that. Just like we talked about the deepening and strengthening of that intuition. I see people find careers that they never thought they'd do before. How are you supposed to know your passion or your calling if every day you feel like you can't get out of bed? You know, you're not going to think about that. How are you supposed to go home and have a good relationship if you have mood imbalances every single day? Um it's pretty damn hard. Not impossible, but pretty hard and certainly a lot easier when you just get that health under control. So, I think it's a foundational thing and again, I know I'm biased, but I mean, kind of makes sense to me, right? Like yeah. I mean, I don't know how you're supposed to do these things without being healthy. Um where can people find your biz, Erica?
1: So you can find everything that I do on my website at Mm ericaziel.com and I'm everywhere on social media. My prenatal stuff um, is Knocked Up Fitness, so it's pretty easy to find, (laughs) again, website, social media. (laughs) I teach a lot. I teach a lot on um, social media. We talk a lot about pelvic floor and just different wellness stuff because I'm, all about like everything is so interconnected in the body. Um, side note for women listening, our digestion plays a huge role in our pelvic floor function. <laughs> so I was like – Wow. That.
0: <laughs> that, okay. Dang, we're, we're running short on time. But that's a really interesting thing because I had um, – well, just put it as an acquaintance. There's no reason to say names. Um, yeah. They had a, a pretty traumatic experience. It was a guy where they dealt with chronic constipation. And somewhat recently it led to I, I guess what would be referred to as a tearing of okay. part of the pelvic floor. And I mean, this is months of physical therapy. This is serious problems with like urination because I guess that's just one of those regions and muscle groups where you can't avoid using this. It's like tearing your bicep, except for whatever reason you have to do bicep curls every day of your life. You know, like that's gonna make the healing take a while. And so, yeah, um, I, I'm sure you can explain this much better than myself if we had a whole separate podcast going, but, I'm realizing I never would have thought about the connection between digestion Mm -hmm. and that region of the body, but 100%. um, There's so many things that you brought up today that I've only just recently learned about, like the tonsil stuff. So it's cool to make those connections. Um, Of course, my final question for you is the signature question on the FDN Thrive podcast. It's my favorite by far. And that is if I was able to give Erica a magic wand and you could get every single person in this world to do one thing or stop doing one thing for their health. What is that one thing you would get them to do?
1: Uh, okay. So the first thing that comes to mind is to sauna. If everybody could do some sort of saunaing to detox, the research is there too. And my personal experience, it can change your life because of detoxification. Do you want me to give a more realistic one now?
0: Um, <laughs> I've never heard that one? that one before. I mean, we got to keep <laughs> oh. it fresh at episode like 42 okay. or three, whatever this is. But if you'd like to give another one, you may.
1: Um, And from something that people can do right now that we don't even need a magic wand for is kind of tying back what I was talking about intuition is our thought process, recognizing any time that we're speaking down to ourselves, having negative thoughts, that we can instantly start to reframe that into visuals and thoughts and feelings of what we do want for our life and for our health. And that is something every single one of you can do right now today.
0: All right. I know Erica had a two-part answer there, but I figured out the solution. What you can do is visualize so that that intuition is strong and comes in while you're in the sauna. I think that's a great place to do it. I know I will definitely be giving that a shot. (laughs) Um, But jokes aside, I love those two tips. I think Both of those, especially the sauna one, I don't think that's something that's come up before on this podcast, although I will do a little spoiler here and say we have a cool podcast coming out soon with someone who is extremely well-versed and well-read in many different functional topics, and she is a huge fan of saunas. I'll just say it this way. She has an extremely popular blog. That's my little tip. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the FDN Thrive Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Evan Transu, a.k.a health coach Ev, and we've been talking to the incredibly impressive Erica Zeal. If you like this information and you think other people out there suffering with their health have a right to know about this and know that they have other options, then we'd greatly appreciate a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are able to rate. A share would be even better. We will absolutely shout you back out if you shout us out. Uh, we're at FDN Thrive on Instagram. So, thank you guys again, and I'm looking forward to talking to you soon with our 50th episode special. Coming up next week thanks so much thanks for tuning in to the fdn thrive podcast if you feel like you've been stuck in the cycle of trial and error when it comes to your health issues our team can help whether you've tried every different diet out there without lasting success spent way too much money on supplements at your local health food store or been told that your lab tests are normal despite feeling anything but normal we have your back Go to FDNThrive.com and click the Get Started Here button if you're ready to stop playing guessing games with your health. That's FDNThrive.com.